This podcast is brought to you by Play. Play is this arcade that's lovely. It is right across the street from us. And sadly, we have to leave them as our neighbors, but never as our sponsors. Guys, I have amazing news. Play, during the month of March, is having an air hockey tournament. Here's what you do. You got to go in, make a reservation, buy a meal, and a drink probably. And then, I mean, you got to have a drink with a meal, right? I don't know. Maybe you don't have to buy a drink. Maybe it's just a meal. And you then should you buy a drink. You should. You should buy a drink because their drinks are fire, their beer's fire, whatever. But, you know, maybe you're not thirsty. You just want to dryly eat food. I don't know. Um, anyway. Who, who eats tater tots <coughs> without a beverage? Who eats anything without a beverage? I don't know. I used to, as a kid, like, I used to just yeah, eat a sandwich so and chips weird. and I'd have my Capri Sun later. But anyways. Okay, no. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is our sponsor. Uh, so... Play Arcade. They're having an air hockey tournament. So you go in, you get a reservation, you buy a meal, you pay $10 to join, and it's every Thursday in March. And guess what? Your two favorite downtown rats are going to be commentating. I'm about to be on my Dave Portnoy shit, rough and rowdy, talking a whole bunch of smack. Um, It's going to be great. So you sign up on February 25th. It's $10 to sign up. So it's not easy for your ass to bail. And then basically March 4th is the first round elimination as well as the 11th. We got the semis on March 18th, day after St. Patrick's Day. So don't get fucking all shitted. No, please get all shitted. I want to make fun of you. And then uh, Thursday, March 25th, we got the tournament championship. And it runs from 7 to 9 every week. Um, And even if you you suck at air hockey, maybe you just want to come and... and spectate and listen to us make fun of people i don't know which certainly you can yeah uh we got a lot of cool tricks up our sleeve but in the meantime cool tricks yeah Uh oh but in the meantime yeah play arcade uh if you haven't been it's the best freaking bar in the city of new bedford bar none it's located on 34 union street their hours are uh pretty new recently so thursday they're open 4 to 10 friday 4 to 11 saturday 12 to 11 and sunday 12 to 9 uh tell adam we sent you and yeah i hate when you steal my sponsorship i'm sorry it happens play arcade i'm a little horse today play arcade (laughs) have some fun you are now in with Downtown rats. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Adam. <laughs> Eat, drink, game, repeat. Yeah, what up, downtown rats? It's I Power, Ali No Boat Piva. That's me. It's our last episode in the apartment. So sad. It's sad, but I'm stoked. So there's a lot of good reasons we're moving. There's a few, uh, you know, bittersweet reasons why we're leaving. So we're just gonna tell you. We're gonna talk about some uh, some of our favorite moments in here. How we kind of ended up here, if we didn't tell them that already. I don't think we ever did. 
We ended up here, yeah. So. Oh my God, guys! You want to hear our apartment story? And just yeah, talk about oh. all the turnover in New Bedford the last year and a half. This. It's been wild. Yeah. All right. It so, all started. <clears throat> Ian was having a party over at Cork, right? Or was it your party? No, it was someone else. Marcus's thirtieth birthday party. Yeah. Yes. Marcus's 30th birthday party at Cork. We showed up. We had been looking for an apartment for a long time. Only apartments available in our price range was in the freaking hood. We were like, not doing that, you know? I can do hood rat shit, but I don't want to be in the hood all the time. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little girl. I don't, I mean, I, I walk with my keys in between my fingers, but like, I can't really fight off a gun or a knife, you know? So... Um, we were desperately looking for an apartment, and um, this l- this little old guy named he's not little or old. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> little McPhee. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> One of the coolest people downtown. He, pa- ha- he paints everything that you take pictures in front of and get 150 likes exactly. for. Not because you're pretty ass, but because of that pretty paint. Whoa. Pow. Wow, that was intense. Yeah, he owns a little shop right next to No Problemo on Williams, William Street? Yep, yeah, Paradise William McPhee Street. Studios. Paradise McPhee. Anyway, he lived here before us for five years. And he... Um, he was at the party and he was like, hey, you want to like come over to our apartment, to my apartment? So we're like, yeah, sure. So we walk out. We didn't realize that he literally, like we're in Cork's backyard, basically. We didn't realize that McPhee's house was in Cork's backyard. So he literally walked like 10 steps and he started taking out his keys and we were like, whoa, you live here? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He opens the door, this beautiful studio apartment. It's immaculate, guys. It is huge it's gorgeous we sat in the kitchen we chatted for a little bit and then he decided to tell us that he was leaving he's planning on leaving by the end of the year and we were the first ones that he told i think because we ended up taking it snatching it up yeah i think he told us in like may of 2019 yeah we moved in in august september september 1st september yeah um and so far away yeah right so the first six months we were down here, it was business as usual. You know, we'd go out to a bar downtown. Yeah, the bars were all open. We'd um, get I was in I was in grad school still, so I was still like waking up at two PM so I could still go out and party and do fun things. And Cultivator was open below us. I would always go downstairs and do my homework with a little cocktail. Cultivator one point oh. One point oh before yes. they expanded it to the whole thing. So the original one, it was just a small room. So it was funny because we'd only hear noise through the floor in like yeah. one third of our apartment. Yeah. Because it was just secluded to that one area. Um, and then in um, the end of, they had their New Year's Eve party that year. And then uh, they closed for renovations right after. Yep. And they were like, yeah, we'll be open in two weeks and then three weeks and then four weeks and then five weeks and then six weeks. And I think finally... Right after Ian broke his leg, they finally opened like a couple weeks after. Because I remember you could walk on crutches, so it was like a couple weeks. Might have been early March. I think it was like February 28th. Okay. For yeah. some reason, I feel like that was the so day. So Cultivator 2.0 opened for, I think, two weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. And then everything shut down because of COVID. And 
that was really hard because Ian had his broken leg. I was taking care of him, working full time, and then I got laid off right after the bars closed. So then we were just trapped. It was the coolest place to be trapped in, first of all, because everything was on in one room. So I was just scootering <laughs> around the house like a motherfucker. It's I had access to, to the have whole... your leg broken in, but it's not It really was the I, perfect I house idea. for that. I remember uh, 10 days after I broke my leg, uh, I stepped out in public for the first time. Like, I had literally been in the apartment for 10 straight days, and I was... Uh, it was fucking... I was rattled. So what I did was... I had a DJ gig booked at Rose Alley, and uh, so I went through the Tabor room of Cork, went down the elevator, yep, yep, went went down the elevator, (laughs) went out the side door of Cork, and then somebody, I think Ariel honestly picked me up, and brought me up the stairs at Rose Alley, and then I opened, they opened up the door to Rose Alley, and I remember Chris Lever, my old roommate, is the first one. He goes, this fucking guy. And I'm, <laughs> I, I was immediately just like, oh, shit, like all this attention. Everybody just in the room turns and looks at me because I'm on crutches. I'm like, oh, shit. I have to get security to freaking bring me through a tunnel of people <laughs> because it's so packed to get to my DJ yeah. table. This was I, before COVID, guys. And then I just had like my leg up on, uh, I just had my leg up on uh, like, a, like a sill or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it's just like, I, I was just fucking rattled. But I remember then after that, my leg started to hurt, but luckily I could get home easily. So then Ariel broke into cork to get me up the stairs because <laughs> the stairs were too icy and I couldn't get in. And then I went up back up the elevator through my backyard and back into the house. And that's how you get to a gig with a broken leg 10 days after that shit happens. Just so you guys know. Yeah. Yeah, that, so that was a cool part of the apartment. Um yeah, so now what well, we've we've been here for seventeen months. There's been some highs and lows. Where do we want to start? Well, I wanted to. My favorite thing of quarantine was when we would tan on the roof over there, and like people, because it was like the beginning of COVID. I don't know if you guys remember, because it was so long ago. It feels like it's been ten years, but the beginning of COVID was so hard. Because you couldn't see anyone and you were terrified of seeing anyone. Some of our some of our friends like still had jobs, like they were working remotely and they would just stay in their house and, and that's what we did. I mean, we didn't have anywhere to go. There was nowhere to go besides grocery shopping and we even got it delivered because Ian had a broken leg. So we would stay here all the time and the highlights of my day were when like Ian would DJ at the picnic table outside and then I would tan on this little roof over here because we have a little uh, deck that looks over the water and then a shed roof that goes off of it and it was really really hot but it attracted a lot of sun so I was like the tannest I've ever been all summer so like in March it would be like 70 degrees on that black asphalt yeah, and then everyone would come and we'd all like steal Cork's patio chairs and put them in a huge circle, like all yep. separate from each other, like six feet apart from each other. That was really fun. When when we started being able to see our friends again, that was like my favorite part of quarantine because like we it was too it was too much to be separated from so many people, you know? I was already like seasoned. I was already separated from people for like seven weeks. Like a lot of friends came by the house, but it's not like I was, like, bopping around outside. Once I was finally, like, beginning to, like, be self-sufficient, so, like, crutching to physical therapy and shit, that's when I would, like, see homies on the street. That's going to be probably the biggest thing I miss is just, like, the randomness of seeing, like, 
Ange walking his dog and being like, yo. Oh, my favorite or like thing Dante is going to work. Window. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite thing is yelling out the window. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, one of my not favorite things was like hearing hammered people like 2 a.m. on like a Tuesday. It was funny sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> um, so that was like one part that I won't miss. What about the time where they were fucking doing something to the sewer lines and that smell came in through our window? That was terrible. Oh my god, I felt like that I was, was gonna recently. die. I was so lightheaded. That was probably like six months ago. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a brutal time. Yeah. So the the thing is, you're never gonna defeat downtown when it comes to noise. Yeah. Like downtown exactly. is always That's going to win. Like this apartment would have been great if we got it when I was like earlier in college and we stayed here for like five years. Like I totally understand why McPhee stayed here. But it's just been like the noise has just been so rough. We've Especially been living when you have nine to fives instead yeah. of like when I used to bartend. It's like what the like I don't give a shit. Like oh. I'm up till four anyway. You didn't even say the part where you could like walk out the back porch directly into oh, yeah. work. Like, yeah, when I worked at Cork, like when I used to live in Bristol, I would leave so early. I would leave like an hour early to make sure I got here on time. Bristol's only like twenty five minutes away. But because I lived literally five steps from Cork, I would wait until five and then like exit my <laughs> my apartment. <laughs> Sometimes even later. Sometimes I'd text them and be like, "Hey, uh, running late." What? <laughs> and we like when I worked um, Saturdays and Sundays, like nights. I always wanted to do stuff during the day, but if yeah. if I didn't live right here, yeah. I wouldn't want to. Like I'd be like, oh, I'm too ner- I'm too anxious. Like I have to get ready for work. I have to be ready by two, and I have to like whatever. Even when you lived right up the street, I was yeah. anxious about coming down. You know? Yeah. So it was just nice to be able to like leave my car wherever the fuck it was, just walk to work. Guys, if you've never walked to work before, like I oh my god, try. <laughs> when I worked at the Standard Times. And I could yeah. just walk home for lunch every day. Yeah. That shit was fucking... I almost forgot that I worked at the Standard Times when I lived yeah, here. Yeah, I always like forget so that I worked ago. at my last job. And, yeah. oh my God. that was, So that shit was pretty dope. But ultimately, we lived above a construction site twice. Because they renovated the bar <laughs> yeah, below they, us twice. Yeah, so they renovated it, and then they closed. And then people, new people bought it, and they're renovating, renovating it, it now. Again. So I've lived above two renovations. And then below, obviously, a fucking recording studio. Yeah, that's where we live now. So... Being sandwiched between the two of those things when the bar reopens next week, or this Friday, actually. Yeah, the soft Friday. opening, I heard, was this Friday. Um, you know, that's going to be some fucking shit for whoever's here. Yeah. I, I mean, we don't have anyone moving in right now, guys. It's a really awesome apartment, but if you like yeah. sleep, yeah. <laughs> if you need sleep, do right. not. <laughs> so you work like an overnight job or something, like it's kind of ideal. Uh, how much money in parking tickets did you get while living here? Probably not nearly as much as oh, me. Oh, like zero. I think I got like maybe one. Allie mastered the art of like maneuvering around parking ticket people. I probably paid like $500 in parking tickets. I've wor- uh, I mean, I've worked down here like at Cork for so long and, and like people would just tell me like when I first started working there, everyone would be like, oh, park here, not here, and then park here and not here. And I'd be like, okay. And then like after five, it's just a fucking free for all. So I don't get home from work until six. So. So I remember the first week living here. I think Allie was working at Cork. It was a Saturday night, and Slancha was still open across the street. So that was the they were the worst neighbors of them all because you would just see some <laughs> fucked up shit happening at I, that place. I disagree. I think they were world star neighbors actually. Yeah, I was trying to like 
I was hoping that I could capture some kind of world star moment and it would pay for the duration of my stay in this apartment. Like, I was hoping to see some shit. Sure enough, one night, this girl, this is the first week I'm living here, and this girl is, like, trying to fight a cop. And her friend is, like, trying to restrain her from coming out the cop. And the girl kept trying to charge, so eventually the, her, the friend that was trying to restrain her, like, accidentally tackled her. Oh, and she fucking banged her head so hard off the pavement that I heard that from my apartment. Yeah. It was so brutal. Yeah. And she was still trying to fight the cop concussed. It was unbelievable. I think that if this place isn't rented out in a couple of years, we should just buy it. Yeah. I just really love it. I know. I mean, it's kind of dope. Uh. But only, only, so only if the third floor owner sells his unit, because I'm never coexisting in the space with that guy. Why did you make me do guy. this story thing? I'm so depressed now. No, but it's f- kind of funny to talk about, because no. you didn't realize I how much so shit there was. I was yesterday to pack, and I'm just like, let's move. And I'm excited go. to move, too. There's so many great things about moving, but we do need to talk about the stay here, because this is a very rare place. Yeah. Like, our backyard used to have ivy on the wall, oh, and then they beautiful. cut that all down and painted it gray. So gross. I really wanted to have, like, a downtown artist, like paint a mural back here. I forgot. I know. But also, you know, it's just, yeah. Part of life. It's not my building. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I have this beautiful picture on my laptop, actually, for work. And it's, like, when it was, it was, like, the sunset in the in the summer, and it was when it was full ivy. I don't know. the mic- I think the microphone's fucked up because I'm literally, it's literally up my nose. Well, that would sound straight. Okay. It's got to be close for you for some reason. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. You got to just project. I am. My throat hurts, though. So I'll do the talking. No. No, I want to talk. Um, we had <laughs> we had one party here. <laughs> it's a fucking shit I know. Show. We wanted to throw way more parties. That was like the biggest thing that I'm like, fuck. We, we just have so much nice stuff. Once we got the TV, we were like, we're not throwing any parties in here. Like, when we when we threw the party, we barely had anything. It was, like, our first couple of months here. I got food poisoning right before yeah, it. Yeah, Ian got food poisoning, and I was like, come on, babe. Like, And I'm usually not the fun one. Ian is the fun, like, party guy, like, goes to shows, does fun things. I'm more introverted, but this time I was like, no, we're having a party. It's going to be great, like... I wore, like, I don't even know what outfit I wore, but all I know is that I wore a silk robe the entire night over this outfit and walked around like I was a freaking king in this apartment. Do you remember that? Threw down a very rare DJ set. I still have that picture. Oh, me? I threw yeah. I threw down? I don't remember that. You played, like, two songs. Yeah. And then Randall started showing up at the party, and then I was like, oh, no, we can't have parties in downtown New Bedford, so then we kicked oh, everyone yeah, out. Yeah, that... Yeah, once the bar is closed, then people our futon got broken. Oh yeah, <laughs> our shower curtain was ripped down and broken. Didn't somebody like steal something from the bathroom too? I Your birth so. control? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, somebody stole Allie's birth control. Yeah, like. <laughs> so I was like, "What the fuck?" I, I, yeah, I'm not trying to have. <sighs> so, yeah. So. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I still wish I had like more bangers for like more of uh, the close circle people. But then I just be slowly became way more introverted by having this place because it was the first time where I actually, like, there's a difference between having roommates and then having a space with somebody. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, all of your space. You yeah, know? where it's, like, all my stuff. And, like, not that, like, I, 
I always respected my roommate's things, but it's just like, if it got fucked up, you know, it wasn't mine yeah. kind of thing. Like, my whole life wasn't a liability. Yeah. And the thing is, since it was a studio apartment, it's not like we could really hide anything. I remember when we threw that party, we took everything of value and we put sheets around the bed frame that McPhee's letting us use here and just put it on the bed Yeah. to hide it. Yeah. Because basically, the way this apartment went is... If your room was a mess, your apartment was a mess because the entire apartment was one room. Mm-hmm. We had a storage closet. We had one clothing closet. That's going to be the best thing about the new place is I get my own closet I for all the clothes own. that Allie bitches about. Yeah, fuck you. You only wear like 10 of the 1,000 things you own, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. I have like barely anything because once I stop wearing something, I'm like, no, and I give it to charity. True. My friend Charity, JK. And then, uh, Charity. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think another one of my favorite stories here was it happened two weeks ago. So, yeah, we haven't been on for a month because I'm working on a lot of shit, like with a new house, and there's a lot of commotion going on around here. Yeah, we're packing everything up. And so I never <laughs> we got both to have jobs. Yeah, I, well. I never let a job get in the way, but all the extracurricular stuff that we had to bang out just really made it tough to get anything productive done. Because it takes a long time to actually edit this, too, even though it still sounds amateur. I got to do some stuff. But I remember a couple weeks ago, it's like 830. I'm headed to work, and there's this guy in front of Pier 37 just puking his fucking brains out. All right. I don't think they needed to hear that part. And then he... so. So then he turns around and looks at me and says, how are you doing? And I'm like, how am I doing? I'm like, I'm good, brother. How are you doing? And he looks at me. He goes, the ground doesn't feel safe, man. And I was kind of just like, because it was it had just snowed and it was icy. I was like, yeah, man, super icy. He goes, no, like, it doesn't feel like the ground can support my weight. We're going to fall through, man. And I was like, all right, I got to get to work. I'll miss those kinds of encounters. Because I'll never see some shit like that at my new spot. You, uh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, we live next to three dive bars, a liquor store. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to, and we're pretty close to Market Basket. I'm sure you're going to see some shit. Don't worry. I feel like the shit, you attract shit like that. So you're saying I attract commotion I like think, that? I think you do. Because I literally, like, don't, that st- stuff doesn't really happen to me. True. And it always happens to you. I think that you're just, like, attracting that. I just think it's funny, and I handle it with grace. How about this one? I remember when I was... Or do you want to tell one first? I, I don't I don't mean, to, I don't mean to steal the shot. I'll let you think about it. I'll yeah, tell I'll this one to one. the people. Uh, I've I was, heard all your stories. I was, de- <laughs> I was DJing in the backyard by myself. I, I forget what Allie was doing. She was probably working <laughs> while I was being a shitbag collecting for however long that was, and this homeless lady comes into the backyard while I'm DJing, and she goes, play some Kid Rock, and I'm like, what the fuck, I'm like, what did you say, she's like, play Kid Rock, I want to hear some Kid Rock, and I'm like, uh, sorry, I don't take requests, she sits down at the picnic table across from me and asks me if she can drink a beer in the backyard, to which I say, unfortunately not, and luckily, like, that was, like, peak covid so I could just kind of be like, yeah, I don't feel safe being around you. But during the time where she made herself feel like she was at home, 
Mm-hmm. She's told me that her boyfriend lived in between the two buildings on the other side of our apartment. And I was fucking rattled. There's like a whole, there's a whole camp over there. So yeah. somebody definitely does live over there. And then, uh, yeah, and then she got kicked off the Rose Alley deck afterwards because she asked Ryan Raposa if she could drink a nip over there for nostalgia. <laughs> and he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, yo, Ryan, did you see that homeless lady? He goes, yeah, I just had to kick her off the porch. I'm like, damn. But yeah, I mean, I couldn't even DJ in my own backyard without getting a fucking request. Bullshit. I remember when um, we were going to reopen Cork and we were like there cleaning and stuff. And I remember Nick made like everyone at Cork uh, dinner, like the big CD dinner. That was fire. And... We all hadn't seen each other in forever. And, and like, our Cork staff is very, very close. Like, we all hang out with each other outside. Like, we'd honestly do anything for each other. And we have a really fun time working together just because, like, we're all really good friends and we all do a really good job. And I've honestly, like, some people, like, mess up and they're, like, goofy or whatever. But, like, I never worked with anyone at Cork that wasn't, like, that, like, was a terrible server. Like, you know you go out to places and you're, like... I, I mean, I always tip, but, like, you know when you go out to places and you're like, I don't even want to leave this person a tip because they have no personality, they're treating me like shit, they're barely even, like, acknowledging that I exist. And I've never worked at anyone at, with anyone at Cork that, like, treated people like that. Right. You know? So, yeah, Nick made us all dinners, and we all, like, pulled up. I mean, obviously, I just walked down the stairs, but everyone, like, pulled up in their cars, and we were all, like, standing six feet apart, and, like, the people were, like, in their cars with the windows rolled down, and we just had, like, a little party outside all talking to each other. Um, I remember it was, like, a really and, gloomy day, but it was super relaxing to be outside. Well, it was, it was just so nice, and none of us wanted to leave, and it started raining, and we all just, like, stayed out there while it was raining. And I remember you, you like, came down for a second, and then you were like, it's raining, I'm going inside. And then the rest of us were just like... Well, I couldn't put a shoe on my foot. I know. So I was just getting a wet sock. Yeah, Not that I, I didn't want to hang out with the homies. No, I'm just saying it was raining, but, like, we were all, like, we missed each other so much. So it was just like... Yeah, that was... Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> remember when we <laughs> watched The Rabbits... For like months. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah. one day, <laughs> yeah, I completely forget about that shit. Guys, <laughs> quarantine makes you do crazy things. I didn't even think of how ridiculous that was. Yeah, that out. was ridiculous. So we get the misfit <laughs> markets. Sometimes, <laughs> one day, I don't even know what it was. Beginning of early spring, we see this rabbit outside, and it's a huge rabbit, and and. After a little while, we started seeing it every day, and we named it Raisin for Grazen Raisin, because he grazed on the grass all day long. He literally would eat grass, I'm not joking, all day. And he, and he pooped he, raisins. And he was a fat rabbit, yeah. And then one day, we saw another rabbit, like, around the same size, but we didn't name him anything, because we were like, we thought, honestly, it was the same rabbit. All of a sudden, there's three babies now. Three baby rabbits under Cork's patio. <laughs> and so we named 
we would go out there and two of them were really scared of us and then one of them like really liked us and ian would like dj and stuff and this little baby would just like chill outside what did we name him Remember we, oh rascal rascal oh, yeah. because he was like he didn't care that he didn't we, give a he, fuck. yeah he, didn't he give loved catronata too every time i played catronata he'd yeah, come out of the rabbit his, hole his like brothers would always run away from us and then he would just like chill and be like he'd be chewing i have so many videos on on uh, freaking instagram of this baby rabbit um yeah, and then he got like a little bit bigger, and all of them disappeared now. But um, when yeah, we had we all of them, to... they just kept shitting in the backyard. I was like, "What the fuck? Why did we feed it now?" Well, I fed it like a ton of carrots. Yeah. And what else? Celery. Yep. And leaves. Yep. Lettuce. Lettuce. I looked online what to feed them, and then someone tried to tell me not to feed them carrots, and I was like, oh, "Okay." Well, I looked online. It literally says I can feed them fucking carrots. I also used to have a pet rabbit, and I used to feed it carrots. So, I had two uh, two rat uh, encounters. One, there was a rat like probably eighteen inches long, just dead as fuck on the sidewalk right outside of our apartment. I'm like gonna go downstairs. Eighteen inches to the tail, people. Don't. The body was at least a foot. No. I'm. I swear to God. I saw the picture. I was grossed out. And then the other time I was walking around the National Club and then I go to turn the corner because I parked my car back there a lot. And I turn the corner and the first step I take, I come about three inches away from stepping on another rat like that size. A fucking foot long rat. I've never seen an alive rat. Knock on wood. I have in New York. Shit's real. Oh, we didn't even talk about our best neighbors. Scuttlebutt Coffee Co. They have the best lattes. Best lattes. So good. They have the best food. And they're they're killing shit at Little Moss now. We would, like, bring their boxes down there for them because their boxes would get delivered up here. And they'd give us free coffee and free sandwiches. They hooked us up all the time. Like, it was... I missed... It would just be so nice to walk out your door, and the last thing you do before you go to your car is go downstairs for, for the, the best oat milk ice latte of all time. Uh, yeah, I remember. But then the part that kind of was rough was all the pundies would come from South Dartmouth with their fucking yappy-ass golden retrievers. In the, at 7 in the morning on, on a, a Saturday. On a Saturday, barking up a fucking storm. But during the week was good because I was already awake at 7. But yeah, that was, uh, that was the only downfall to that one. Keep but. your pundy ass. But now they can just stay in South Dartmouth, so good for them. Um, but yeah, they opened up while we lived here, and they closed while we lived here. So yeah. we, we were upstairs for that entire era. And oh, didn't even mention the part about how our apartment, our apartment had a lot of smells to it that came from downstairs. So it would smell like primer for a few days when they were renovating, but then it would also smell like coffee. Yeah, coffee so you'd wake up to the smell of fresh roasted beans. Oh, so fucking nice. Also interesting... How you react to sounds, because I would love to wake up to the sound of coffee being grounded, but I would hate to wake up to the sound of drilling, (laughs) (laughs) which is arguably kind of the same sound, but one's far more annoying. One of the most relaxing sounds would actually be the cars driving on the cobblestones down the hill. I love that sound. You could probably actually hear it on here. Occasionally, like that. Yeah. I love that and sound. And then pe- I remember people that were like from around, was like, is that the wind? And they're like, no, nah, it's just cars on the cobblestone. Yeah. So that was super dope. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people when we moved in, they were like, oh my God, like the cars on the cobblestone is the worst, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's literally the most relaxing sound. <laughs> I don't know. 
I love falling asleep to that sound. One of my other favorite sounds was nine o'clock. Every day I would be woken up to the sound of the ferry taking off from the terminal for the first oh, time with yeah. every day. And that shit was super dope. Like, I don't know. It just was like, all right, ferry's blowing the horn. Time for me to get my day started. I'd wake up. I'd make a smoothie. I'd go on our back porch. Yeah, that was the other thing. We really got to use our back porch when we were unemployed. I wish we had two summers with warm weather here. But, I know. You know. Yeah, because we, we moved in in the fall. We moved in in September. And we're moving out in February. So Exactly. We, so, so we, we got had, two winters. Yeah, we had two winters summer. in here. But honestly, the heating bill was only $60 a month because you'd only have to heat one room. And that was yeah. electric heat. So the utility bill was amazing. And then, like, so we'd go outside in the summertime and, like, We'd watch the sunset over the whaling museum because you can see the, um, oh, what's the name of like the, the wind thing like like an anemometer. You'd see the, the whale fuck? anemometer spinning around and That's like the sun setting and way like way too big of a word for me. I remember like seeing people like partying up on the balcony at weddings the first <sighs> few months at the whaling yes. museum and then like when people were partying at the Tabor Room. Like, I remember one morning I woke up. This was probably, like, the second month I lived here, so it was October. Roll up a nice joint before I was going to work at Can Heat, and I step out on the back porch, and there's a fucking wedding going on on the back patio. So literally I spark up a joint, and then all of a sudden I just see a bride, and I'm like, oh, my God, put that out. Walk to the other area. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Honestly, like, wedding parties were the best parties to i mean besides your parties because it was all like our friends yeah but wedding parties were some of the best to work because everyone was fucking happy and drunk and i remember i worked one wedding that was 11 in the morning no my voice just cracked so bad <laughs> 11 in the morning no i worked i worked a, a nighttime wedding over there with joe joe uh show dandy mm-hmm. i don't know how to say his last name skadoosh Kadoosh. yeah exactly i worked one with him and the like Bride's side of the family kept coming up to us and being like, oh, like their side of the family doesn't tip at all. And like literally handing us hundred dollar bills, like, like secretly, like shaking our hand and like putting a, we were like, Here you okay, go, sir. Yeah, that's going go in the tip jar. And then the groom side of the family would come over and be like, oh, their side of the family doesn't tip at all. Here's, here's another hundred dollars. And we'd be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they tip yeah. like shit, fucking yeah, assholes. <laughs> like shit. Like it was just, oh my God. You'd always get, like, one person at those parties that was just like, I'm paying for everything. Here's a million dollars. Blah. Like, that's why everyone would get mad when certain people only got the Tabor parties. But you had to be, like, good to get the Tabor parties. Oh, man. And, like, what else? Oh, I have one story. I was going to say after the homeless story. So uh, one day, Ian and his friend Carl went to go get the couches that we have here in the apartment right now. Oh, my God. So I'm, it was like a Saturday, I think, or a Friday, and I'm at home doing homework, schoolwork. It was a Saturday or a Sunday. Okay, it was a Saturday. And I'm, like, sitting on the couch, the couch that we had. <laughs> they were getting two other couches. Um, I was sitting on the couch and doing my homework, and... I heard like the door, the door was locked and I heard it like jingling a little bit. And I waited a second because I was like, oh, like Ian has keys, like he'll open the door. Or he would have like texted me to open the door. He wouldn't just jingle the keys with a couch in his hand. So I'm waiting and then there's nothing at all. I'm like, okay, that's weird. So we have this huge window right over here that like overlooks our backyard. 
So uh, like a couple minutes go by and I walk over to the window and I open it like wide open and there's just a homeless guy like walking away from the like you know that homeless guy walk that's like very like almost drunk but like wobbly they, just very they like, walk very, very heavy slow very slow walkers yeah so he had only made it like halfway down the path and I was like oh fuck that was And then I yet. like double locked the door cuz I was like that would have been so awkward. Although sometimes I do dress like a homeless man. Don't we all? Flannel over hoodie. Oh, my favorite part. One of my favorite parts during the pandemic was when I like love watching people play video games, especially when they have a story. But my favorite thing was when Ian would play uh, Grand Theft Auto and just blast like the strangest music behind it. And it was hilarious. And I would die laughing all the time. That was definitely an error. I, don't know. I can say I got the full use out of the apartment, though, because I was, I sp- I've spent more time here than I probably spent in, like, any other place I had, no matter the duration that I lived in it. Like, I just had so many nights in here. Yeah. But to be honest, y'all, like, Allie and I had to get out because basically it got so chaotic here. Allie has to get up so early for work sometimes that we haven't really spent many nights here together. To yeah. be honest, like she'll go to her parents and I'm kind of just like slumming it out by myself. And like, don't get me wrong, like having your alone time, I think is important at times and it's nice to have. But, um, you know, that's what kind of made this place not feel the the magic that we felt the first year we probably had it. Mm-hmm. So that ultimately led to us seeking a move and it kind of happened quicker than we expected, but it happened for a reason. Yep. So, you know, all pretty much a lot of the great stories that were tell are, is probably from like the first year that we were here because that's when we spent the most time here together. Yeah. I liked having this place be like one room because I could be playing video games on bed. On bed. On bed. <laughs> Uh, on our bed and then she would be watching like a television on, on bed <laughs> and, then she, and, then she, and then Allie would be watching a show on her tv but we'd all we'd be oh that's my tv oh, oh hell yeah so then we'd be hanging we out divorce that's my tv no i bought it we're not married but uh when i would like be playing video games in bed and she'd be watching television. We'd be in the same room though, so that was kind of cool. So having walls is going to be a, a big adjustment that I'm not really used to having. Hanging out in different rooms as one another, that doesn't seem very wavy. It means we're going to have to have two televisions in the living room so we can hang out together still. I'm going to like try to be watching my girly shows in the other room and you're going to be like, Allie, Allie, where are you? <laughs> I'm like, babe, this this place has walls, remember? Sometimes I lose Allie in here and this place is only one room. I'm like, <laughs> Babe, where are you? She's laying on the couch. It's actually true. Or because we have like a we have a futon in our living room, and the back of it's really high. So if someone's sitting on it and you're on the other side of the room, you can't see them sitting on the couch. So you <laughs> don't see them at all. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then, or sometimes she'd be taking a shit, you know, and I didn't know she was going to the bathroom. So I'd be what? like, I'd be like, babe, she's like, I'm in here. And be like, oh, okay, she's dumping. Really? No really? You just or- have to say that on the air? Like, really? I barely ever shit. Like, I literally never shit. Girls don't actually- poop, but, like- you know, when they do, you don't know where they are. They don't announce it to the world like I do. Like, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, ah, good morning, Allie. 
Mwah. I'm going to go take a shit. Yeah, you just say that about yourself. <laughs> but at least I announce myself. I don't lose. I don't. I, I alert my significant other when I'm going to be leaving the room. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, you weirdo. I know, you do that all the time. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Hey, babe, I'm going to I'm gonna go outside for a second. Okay, I don't care. Oh, my favorite was when you asked me if it was okay if you got an appetizer at Rose Alley. And the waitress was like, oh, you need her fucking permission? I was like, I guess. like, <laughs> No, because I was like, do you want a stuffed cog? And she was like, oh, not really. And I'm like, all right, like it would be rude for me to eat something that's only for one. In front oh, of Ian, I said I didn't want it though. Yeah, but you know when girls say no, that actually means yes sometimes. Except when it comes to sexual stuff, then no. you need consent. But <laughs> I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm saying like a cohog is for one. You know what I mean? Like I guess you could have two forks, but like I'm not just gonna face a cohog Ian, without her honestly, having some fried pickles to dip her hands tell, in. You know? I would tell you. <laughs> would you? We're at this point in our relationship where I'm gonna tell you if like if you order something. I will tell you immediately if I'm going to eat something off your plate. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to order a burger with fries, and I'm like, I'm going to have a salad. Well, I'm going to steal your fries, just so you know. Like, I will literally tell you that to your face. Not that I ever order salads, but... I just had an epiphany. We're going to have to bring the trash barrels to the street for the first time in 18 months. What are you talking because about? Because we would just throw our trash in the Rose Alley trash area and be yeah. done with it. We don't have to put it out on the curb or anything. Yeah. Now we have to actually take barrels out. Yep. That's a little rough. Yeah. Survive. Yeah. Gotta find out what day trash day is. Shit. You That's know? right. Yep. Maybe ask your tenants when they move out. <laughs> Guys. Talking to the microphone. Anyway, let me go back to my story. Oh. We right. went to Rosalie and we were waiting forty-five minutes for our friends to show up. <laughs> we were sitting at a table for six. For 45 minutes before anyone else showed For up. For two groups of two. It's not even like two. a group of two was late, and it's like, ah, it's all right. Four people at a six top. We were no. two people at a six top for 45 minutes. I felt like a fucking dick. Yeah. So, uh, Ian's starving. I'm like, I don't really care. I'm not that hungry. And the waitress comes over, and I said, I don't want an appetizer. Ian can have whatever he wants. And, he, and the waitress comes over, and he turns to me as the waitress is standing there and goes... Can I have a quahog? Are you going to be okay if I get a quahog? And I literally looked at him like he had seven heads. That's just like so... Because now she thinks that I'm a psycho that doesn't let you eat. <laughs> like I said, like, <laughs> it's very rude to eat something in front of your significant other at a restaurant. Oh, I was just trying to be considerate. Have you ever eaten we're something in at a restaurant We're not at a freaking five-star restaurant. like. Babe, I just... Okay, it's okay. You know, that's just something that's not very nice. My lips are very dry. Do you need to go take a chapstick break? No. All right. Uh, Guys, we're going to be lords of land. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. Tenants to lords of land. I mean... I feel like we're different than all the landlords that we've had, though, because we actually show up and shovel everything and don't let our leave our tenants to die. Yeah. Nah, yeah, our our place got taken care of sometimes. <laughs> Not as often as it, it did. But it's all good. It's not like I had to... Oh, one thing I'm not going to miss is having to park five blocks away from the apartment when it snows. 
because I had to put my car in the parking garage and then walk over, and it would just be so disgusting out, and I'm just trudging through downtown, which in a weird way was super cool because it's just like dead fucking quiet. And there's not a sign of anybody out on the streets. Like, remember how quiet it was in downtown? Do you remember, like, the first Friday of the pandemic? And there was literally, like, nobody, like, out and how bizarre it was just having a quiet Friday downtown? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing whenever, like... Honestly, Thanksgiving and Christmas are the two most dead... When is it, It's the most dead downtown. Yeah, so we had that experience. Yeah. That was weird, like, just seeing the Kruger lot empty. But then, yeah, when the pandemic hit, it was really weird because it was, like, no, like, you would see one person walking their dog, and it was Ange, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> or, it was, yeah, like, I remember even, like, uh, when we lived here in Austin and I DJed Thanksgiving Eve at Cork. Yeah. And then the next year, it's just, like, everything's closed at 9 o'clock. Yeah, that was just... It's fucking weird, man. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Halloween being dead. But now, now Charlie Baker's like, yeah. It's like, it's like when the parent, like, occasionally it's like, oh, you have a 9.30 bedtime. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you can stay up till 11 tonight. Like, thanks, Charlie Baker. Yeah, thanks. Pre- appreciate it, man. Yeah, I mean. Well, 11's not bad. Like, I remember that same night we were at Rose Alley where I asked for permission to have a cohog. It was the first Thursday that places could be open later. Oh, that was? So I was, yeah, because I was like, damn, I'm at a bar after 10 o'clock. This is weird as fuck. I swear, not all my thoughts are like singing thoughts. Guys. One tough part about living downtown was like never having the inspiration. We had like the best kitchen, but never having the inspiration to cook because I could just walk to Brick, walk to Rosalie to get chicken, walk to No Prox. I cook all the time in here. I mean, I throw down. I did my fair share. Hey, they don't say we never cook in here. This is a beautiful kitchen. I cook all the time. Especially during the pandemic. But, I mean, like, you know, there was a lot of opportunities where it's like, do we really feel like cooking tonight? It's like, ah, let's go get two pizzas from Brick because it's 20% yeah. off, you know? Like, that was really easy to do. You're still going to go get pizzas from Brick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Except now there's a Fairhaven Brick. Oh. Yeah, no, we'll still Gross. go downtown. Yeah. All right. Yep. Guys, what time is it? 47. We have another surprise for you. We're coming out with merchandise. You won't know when and you won't know what, but it's in the making. We've been talking about it for a while, but it's actually <laughs> happening. I think like the first two episodes, like from last year, literally, you were like, yeah, we're going to do merch. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I was like, yeah, no, we're not. People don't realize how difficult it is to actually have a clothing line, though. Like, but we're not making a clothing line. We're making guess what a- you think. Elevated Euphoria was two t-shirts, and then look what it turned into. Yeah, but Ian, that was specifically a clothing line. This is Yeah, but then it turned, into a, it turned into an event company and like everything else. Like This is a podcast, and then all of a sudden we start coming out with clothes, and then the next thing you know, we start brewing beer, and then uh, we open up a brewery, and then we fucking sell it to Budweiser, and then we fucking live in St. Louis, and we get Cardinal season tickets, and then we go to the Final Four, and then I get called on to half court, and I hit a set. Ah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> he already has the fair even accent, guys. Jesus and then I, Christ. And then I hit a half court shot for 75 grand. And then I end up on ESPN. You, you're making me really uncomfortable. And it all started with a podcast. Yeah, you're making me uncomfortable. We're literally, okay, whatever. I think Allie and I can both agree, though, that the best part of living downtown 
is living across the street from our sponsors, Play Arcade. <laughs> Play Arcade. <laughs> Have some fun. No. We, <laughs> you know, we just look out the window. How oh, does it look busy? All right, we can go down right now. I always oh, order a Moby Glitch, and, like, you know, we play games and hang out with Adam because he's Guys, the best owner. Way, yeah. way too much. Twice, like, twice a week. Two to three times a week. Yep. Last um, week, I think we went Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Well, Sunday, I just went for them to give me boxes, and they gave me boxes to pack, guys. They're the best. It was pretty interesting when they had the roof deck to dine in, and I'm, like, on a different roof deck looking at my apartment. It was always weird, like, going out to eat and looking at your house, like, ah, who's that walking by? Like, yeah. get off my fucking lawn. Like, Yeah, I'd always be suspicious if anyone got near the stairs because no one even, like, people that we actually invite to our apartment, like, can't fucking find it at all because the stairs are, like, completely hidden. So... Like, when random people start trying to walk up the stairs, you're like, no, please, no, get away, don't do that. There's nothing up here besides apartments, so. I wish I could have gone for more walks last year when the weather was nice, but I didn't. I couldn't even walk you without a crutch till July 4th. You have a fucking leg. I wish I could have taken more leisurely strolls outside the spot. I think we'll appreciate downtown more when we're not here anymore. I think I appreciated it pretty good, though. No, I did. I'm going to miss not living five blocks away from a record store now, though. We have a record player going up to see Roger and picking oh, up some please, work. Please, Ian. You're acting like we're moving like ten years away. We're literally moving three minutes right there. But having it be walking distance is just so much different. Okay. It is. I think, honestly, it's it's worse, though, because let's say, like, I'm like, okay... I want to go to Mad Lila this afternoon. We drive down here. We're going to Mad Lila, Shimmer. We're going to Calico. We're going to the record store. We're going to all these places because Solstice. we're not. We don't live right there anymore. So we're going to be going everywhere in one day. Yeah. And then probably no props. Like. Yeah. Instead of like, okay, I'll go to Mad Lila today. Oh no, I didn't find anything. I'm just gonna leave. You know. Oh, I can go to this place tomorrow, or I can go like whatever tomorrow. You know. I remember walking across Route 8 or scootering across Route 18 with my yellow ass sock because I couldn't put a shoe on to go get some ice cream from the fucking uh, Christian Creamery. <laughs> and then it was close. So then I had to scooter all the way home with no ice cream. How that, were you that was pathetic. Carry that ice cream? Didn't matter. I was going to will myself to victory. Okay. I was going to ask for a tray because I could ride the cart one handed at one point. <laughs> Except I actually flipped that was over the cart the once. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Scootering down the hill. Good thing that that bitch had brakes because I was fucking bombing hills. That was pretty dope. Yeah. Oh, man. 18 months. You don't realize how much happens in 18 months until you look back on it. Listen, I refuse to get a Fairhaven accent. It is completely atrocious. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't I even can't. I don't even know what it is, though. Like, yeah, I don't because you grew up with it, but you can't hear it. Do I have one? No. no, okay. Well, I mean, you just did when you were like, I'm going to go on the court. The court. I don't know what you were, you were telling like a whole long story about all this bullshit from the podcast. And then you were like, and then I'm going to go court. Yeah. <laughs> court. That's a Fairhaven accent. Yeah, like all the people in their 50s have a specific accent that live in Fairhaven. Not even in their 50s. We went to your grandmother's house. This guy pulled up in a truck and had, like, the worst Fairhaven accent. And he was your age. And I was like, oh, Mom no. Mom and Matt. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. 
I think there's a lot of blue collar workers in Fairhaven, so then that's how they adapt the accent. Like I always like when I go to a mechanic and I like talk about something that I think needs fixed, I always make sure that I throw a little bit more of a New England accent in there to sound like I have more credibility. Like, yeah, I think it's an alternator. Not really too sure though. You know, you can just. Well, it must be so great to be a guy to walk into a a, a car shop as a guy. Oh. <laughs> All right. If I were to do that in the car shop, they'd be like, oh, so she's an idiot and she's a woman. Oh, yeah, I'm really going to screw her. <laughs> That'll be $650, please. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I can't even fucking go anywhere. Yo, you know what's going to be crazy, though? We're going to have to drive downtown and get to play arcades freaking air hockey tournament. <laughs> I know. I So I can't get bombed and then go home. But then again, I don't really like to get bombed to be on a mic. Like, I remember hosting hip-hop shows, and, like, I'd have, like, an air against it in my hand, and then I, like, I'd, like, slightly slur somebody's, like, pronunciation. Like, I've done that a few times where I've just, like, completely bombed on somebody's name. And then I'm like, oh, damn, like, <laughs> too many beers, guy. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But then I was told that I might have bottomless Moby Glitch to continue to talk shit. So that's word on the street. Ooh. Word on this street? Yeah. That's word on Union Street. Word on Union Street. Did we miss anything? Um, Ma's Donuts is opening, guys. That'll be dope. I don't know if you've ever had Ma's Donuts, but literally, it's like a block away from my grandmother's house where my sister lives now. Everybody knows where and your grandparents lives. Sorry. No, I'm trying to oh, tell a fucking oh, story, sorry. dude. Sorry. You want to be you want to be rude? No. You want to keep being rude? No. All right. Sorry. Can I finish my damn story? Yep. My grandmother passed away, but I have many fond memories <laughs> of going to Ma's Donuts while she was living there. Thank you very much. Um, no, we used to, my aunt used to live on the second floor. We used to always stay at my aunt's house. Like me, my cousin Jessica and Olivia would stay there. And Jessica's mom woke up like butt crack of dawn. She would wake up. She would wake up. No, every single day she just always woke up at like four in the morning. That is the only way you can get the best donuts at Ma's Donuts. So she would get there at like five a.m. and then bring them over, drop them off at the house, and no, she knew we were still sleeping. And then we woke up, they were there. It's like magic. Yeah, but they're like, have you had them before? Of course. Oh I remember my it, god, uh, they like melt in your mouth. The covered and the glazed ones I'm talking about specifically oh yeah. are the best. With the chocolate frosting? No. Uh, just just regular glazed. Because I remember uh, in uh, Fairhaven Little League, they would carry Ma's Donuts in the oh. concession stand every Saturday morning. So even we would pull up to the Little League field to uh, get donuts even when we didn't have a game. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the best donuts in town were. Oh my god. Fucking fire. Yeah, so they passed the business. Do you know what I want to know? How that conversation went, right? Like, it's kind of funny. Like, this dude, it's five years later, and he finally gets the donut recipe from his parents. Like, what did he have to do? Well, no. What I think happened is the kids didn't want to run the business, and they were like, fuck this. We don't want to do this. And then they were like... Then the pandemic hit. They both lost their jobs, and they were like, you know what we should do? We should donuts. probably just sell donuts. Look at mom and pop. Yeah. You know? Look at my... Yo, so on Route 6, that place Fairhaven Gas, there's like a sign that's super fucking faded, like the gas station across from the old Benny's. Yeah. And it says, proudly serving Ma's Donuts on Saturdays. Yes, so I So that's kind of dope. But they never got rid of that sign. We should see if we can buy it off of them. 
Or maybe they'll start serving Maz Donuts again. Hopefully. Right? Do we have to collect Fairhaven relics now that uh, we're out of New Bedford? Where the fuck are we going to collect Fairhaven relics? You never know. I mean, I guess we could. Right. We're still downtown rats, though. Yeah, like, that's going to be the tough part. Like, we're, we'll still be downtown rats. Don't worry. But I feel like it's going to suck that at the end of the week, I can no longer say that I live in New Bedford. But I have to, I do have to say, though, at the end of the day, I think we're going to be even worse downtown rats because we're going to live next to dive bars instead of, like, nice bars. You know, like... Yeah. Like, around here, probably in the area of the bars we go to, Rose Alley is probably, like, the worst bar that we go to, and it's still really, really good, you know? Like, plays more high-end beer, high-end food. Like, Cork is more high-end beer, high-end food. Brick, Moby Dick are more, like... I guess Moby Dick might be the worst, actually. I didn't think of that because we barely go there. But, like, we never go to the garden, and that's where the real rats are, you know? The real downtown rats go there. I used to go to the garden all the time. Exactly. Oh, my God. The like, garden. here's, like, the more, like... Rose Alley's not a dive bar, though. But I guess, like... No, I know, but yeah. what I'm saying is, like, that's probably the closest thing to a dive bar, even yeah. though it's not a dive bar at all. Yeah. And it's still, like, way higher than a dive bar. Yeah. So, like, when we start going to dive bars, we're going to, like, really be... Yeah. Well, amongst d- downtown rats, but Fairhaven downtown. I'm disappointed that I never got my tie wasted at Whaler's Tavern while living here. You didn't? I went there and had one one time. That was with me. But, uh, yeah. I think I got wasted that's, a, that's a special kind of buzz. You can still go. Wednesday night. Afternoon delight. The amount of... Wednesday night. Afternoon delight. You guys hear our neighbors? Stop, 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 stop. I've never met people that, like, want to wear shoes in their house when they get home. I don't know. You like your work boots? Do you want to wear your work boots when you get... Guys? I'm I'm whispering because I don't want them to hear me. (laughs) We should get that doormat that's, like... Bitch, take off your shoes in your my, my motherfucking house. It's a Roddy Rich line or some shit. And Is that it, on it, a doormat? They made doormats. Bitch, don't wear no shoes in my motherfucking house or something like Ooh, that. Ooh, actually. Or we should just get one that says, fuck your couch. Dave Chappelle. Is that a format? Should be. I'm sure you can make one. It's like, fuck your couch. You're about to pay $50 for a custom fucking mat that's going to get feet rubbed on. I think that's pretty fair. Do you know how much doormats cost? Like a basic-ass welcome mat's like 20 bucks because I looked at uh, Ocean State. Yeah, imagine making a custom one. Probably like 50 bucks. And at that point, I'd rather have my own message as opposed to welcome because not everybody that shows up to the door is welcome. For example, Uh, the fucking mailman when there's bills. Get the fuck off my stoop, sir. Or lady. Or they. Or my next door neighbor when he's telling me to turn down the music because he's about to call the police. You're not welcome, sir. Get off the mat. Yeah. Get off my welcome mat. You ain't welcome. (laughs) Although I feel like when people... I'm not even going to... It's fine. Let's cut that out. That's not good. Uh, all right, guys. Are you are you good with us? Are are we good? You know, I mean, I feel like we've neglected you for long enough, 
and I feel like this is a good goodbye to downtown and hello to the new downtown. We're gonna be. We got merch for you. Don't worry. It'll be out soon. Please come to play's air hockey tournament because it'll be hilarious and we want a good audience, you know. And, uh, um, you know, just just keep being the shitbags that you are because it really makes for great stories. Yeah, I'm sure there's so many other stories that we forgot, but you can't oh, possibly tell them all. Anymore. I mean, yeah, we'll be back, you know. We'll be back next week yeah. in, a, in a new location. Right. Um, Probably in our basement because it's really well insulated. Sound doesn't bounce off as much, you know. Yeah, I'll I'll miss uh, I'll miss the space, but it was time to make a move, and it's gonna be nice to have a lawn to cut. I got a PBR trucker hat ready to go, and my freshest pair of New Balances. I'm gonna be. He's got a PBR hat and a Sherwin Williams hat. Yeah. Whose man's is this? Fucks with the movement. <laughs> this guy sells paint and then thinks he's all an expert. I do is eat, drink, and breathe paint. I'm high. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> all right. Uh, Hello. So, <laughs> we're back. So for this week, uh, well, first of all, uh, I got two pieces because Ace on Earth came out with a guided meditation called Breathe, but it's just way too long to put at the end of the podcast. Yeah, don't do that. Why? Okay. I'm not going to put a 20-minute... You, you just said I have two pieces for you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you right now to listen to Breathe by Ace on Earth because... When it's you a, got 20 minutes... Yeah, listen, listen to Breathe by Ace on Earth, because now he's producing his own self-guided meditation, so it's completely done by him, but I'm going to leave y'all with Boyfriend by Sam Comfort and Beat Knox. I miss both of those dudes immensely, so hopefully when the world's back to normal, we can get back to doing fun stuff. I'll tell you what, I'm not done doing events downtown either, so don't think that that's the last of me. And I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm about to get a new bartending job, but I won't tell you where. Oh! Biatch. All right. Uh, we are the Downtown Rats. I power an alley, no boat piva. Signing off. We love you, and fuck Monique. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm having computer issues, so no song this week. My bad.